welcome to In Focus Immigration News and Updates brought to you by Immigration Solutions. For those of you who may not be familiar with our firm, we provide U.S. and Canadian immigration services to employers and individuals and additionally provide I-9 employment eligibility compliance services for those businesses that require I-9 audits, which we perform both on-site and off-site. We do partial as well as full audits. We also do I-9 staff training on the regulations surrounding the I-9 form, and we basically assist our clients with becoming more, more worksite compliant. And we also assist them in developing sound and simple policies and regulations around how they manage the I-9 process. So today we're going to talk more about the world's most complex one-page form <laughs> that the government has probably ever designed. Today we're going to discuss filling out the I-9 form. Uh, we will also talk about uh, um, the various three sections of the form, how to correct the I-9 form, and how to re-verify and retain and store the form. So with that being said, let's get started. And we will first give you a little bit of background on the I-9 form. In 1986, uh, in an effort to control illegal immigration, Congress passed the Immigration Reform and Control Act, referred to today as IRCA. And IRCA forbids employers from knowingly hiring individuals who do not have work authorization in the USA. And the employment eligibility verification uh, provisions of IRCA can be found, if you want to look this up in the law, at Section 274A of the Immigration and Nationality Act. So individuals who may legally work in the USA are citizens of the United States, non-citizen nationals of the USA, lawful permanent residents, and aliens who are authorized to work. So to comply with the immigration eligibility verification provisions, um, we verify the identity and employment authorization documents of employees that were hired after November 6, 1986, when IRCA was implemented. Uh, IRCA states that the employer must complete and retain a Form I-9 for each employee and refrain from discriminating against individuals on the basis of actual or perceived national origin, citizenship, or immigration status. The anti-discrimination provisions of the INA prohibit four types of unlawful conduct, citizenship or immigration status discrimination, national origin discrimination, document abuse during uh, the I-9 process, and retaliation. The anti-discrimination provisions of the INA, the Immigration and Nationality Act, are enforced by the Department of Justice, Civil Rights Division, and the Office of Special Counsel for Immigration-Related Unfair Employment Practices. Employees can, talk, can contact the OSC regarding any discrimination uh, matters by calling 1-800-255-7688 and there's also a hotline for employers uh, that can make the call to OSC anonymously, and that is 
Form I-9 is an employment verification tool brought about by IRCA. It helps verify whether individuals are authorized to work in the United States. Employers who knowingly violate or circumvent the Form I-9 process or anti-discrimination requirements of the INA may be subject to civil and or criminal penalties. So let's talk about completing the form. All U.S. employers must have a Form I-9 on file for all current employees. The only exception to this would be where employers are not, uh, would be if, if you are hiring on or before, if someone was hired, rather, on or before November 6, 1986. You may delegate the authority to complete the I-9 to a responsible agent. However, you will retain liability for any errors made by that agent that you appoint. You are not required to complete Form I-9 for domestic service employees that work in a private, private household on an intermittent basis, for independent contractors, or for employees working outside the United States. Let's talk a little about mergers and acquisitions. Employers who acquire employees from a previous employer through a merger or acquisition can either, one, treat them as newly hired and complete new I-9 forms for everyone, or consider them as continuing in employment and retain the previous Form I-9 and retain Form I-9 liability for any previous mistakes. Under one or two of, of what I just mentioned, all acquired employees should be treated the same to avoid discrimination concerns. So Section 1 is completed by the employee, and they must, and the employer must verify that Section 1 is complete, which is often overlooked and there's much more uh, attention being put on the importance of this today, that, that you'll save yourself and the employee from having to come back in to correct mistakes if you just take a minute and look over Section 1 and also make sure that the name that they are using relates to the documentation that they're presenting. The employee must select one of the four categories under the attestation uh, area, which is really the most important area in Section 1, and they must sign and date Section 1, um, and the employee must complete Section 1 no later than the first business day of employment for pay. The earliest that they can complete Section 1 of the form would be upon extension and acceptance of the job offer by the employer. Uh, a little bit on the prepare a translator certification. This is required when Section 1 is prepared by someone other than the employee. By signing, the preparer is attesting that Section 1 is true and correct to the best of their knowledge. And note that only the employee can sign Section 1 in the signature block. So let's go to Section 2, the Employer Certification and Document Review. This is completed by the employer. It must be completed no later than three business days after the employee begins work. And the first day is not counted. For instance, if your new employee starts on Monday, you have until the close of business on Thursday known as the Thursday rule, to complete um, the form. 
and to review the documentation in Section 2. The employer must examine original documents, no photocopies, and documents must be valid and current and unexpired. The list of acceptable documents should be provided to the employee when they are filling out the Form I-9. Make sure that you're using the two current versions um, of the I-9 form. They are dated February 2, 2009 and, uh, and August 7, 2009. Both of these versions have the same expiration date, which is August 31, 2012. So there are two acceptable versions of the form. List of acceptable documents. The employee must provide either a List A document that evidences both identity and employment authorization, or one document from List B and one document from List C. A word about genuineness of the documents being presented. You're not a forensic expert, you're not a document expert, but you must accept a document presented by an employee if it reasonably appears to be genuine and relates to the individual presenting it. The document must be an original document. Photocopies are not acceptable. The only exception to that rule would be a certified birth certificate. The receipt rule, this is often not correctly interpreted. Receipts may be issued as temporary proof of employment eligibility when a List A, B, or C document has been lost, stolen, or destroyed. The receipt must be issued by the originating agency, and the employee must present a replacement document within 90 days of the hire date. So this is something that you would have to tickler and call back up and ask the employee to come back in and physically present to you the replacement document from the one that was either lost, stolen, or destroyed. A receipt indicating that an individual has applied for an initial, and that's the key word here, an initial employment authorization document, which is an I-766 form, or for an extension of an expiring employment authorization document is not acceptable for Form I-9 purposes. Receipts are never acceptable if employment will last less than three business days. Let's talk about copying Section 2 documents. There are pros and cons, uh, depending upon who you speak with, concerning this. We at Immigration Solutions do recommend that employers photocopy the documents that they have examined and attach it to the I-9 form. If you choose to do so, you must photocopy for all employees, regardless of actual or perceived national origin, immigration, or citizenship status or else you're in violation of the anti-discrimination laws. Let's talk a bit about re-verification, Section 3 of the I-9 form. You must re-verify an employee on Section 3 
on either a new I-9 form or on the current I-9 form if it is still a valid form. In other words, if it has uh, the two dates that we just mentioned that indicate that the form is valid. You may also complete Section 3 if you rehire an employee with three years, three years from the original date of hire and if you're updating any biographic information uh, concerning the employee, like a name change due to a marriage. Do not re-verify U.S. passports or passport cards, permanent resident cards, Form I-551, and LISB documents are also not to be verified. Reverify permanent resident uh, documentation if, if your um, reverify, excuse me, reverify um, permanent resident documentation if the aliens have received their documents outside the United States. And you will usually reverify when employment authorization has. Um, expire uh, has an expiration date. Uh, thank you so much for listening to us today. We'd like to direct we'd like to direct you to our uh, I9 uh, Employer Resource Center at www.i-9audits.com. If you have any I uh, issues regarding your I9 matters, um, or if you have any questions, please feel free to contact us. 562-612-3996. And we thank you so much for listening. Have a great day.